divorce has become a common occurrence these days, with an estimated 45 marriages that end in divorce. Even among believers, marriages not only end due to infidelity, but because of financial struggles, lack of commitment, or unmet expectations. But what does the Bible say about divorce? And does God really lead some people to leave their spouse? We're taking a look at God's view of marriage and divorce today, as well as what we can do to help us keep that commitment that we've made to our husband. Let's get started. Welcome to the Faith Lived Out podcast. Are you wanting a loving Christian marriage but are unsure what that looks like or how to get it? Do you have fears about becoming a submissive wife, afraid that you'll lose your identity or become a doormat? Do you have thoughts that maybe you're doing this whole wife and marriage thing all wrong and you want to know how to do it right, to stop worrying all the time and to learn how to truly put your faith and trust in the Lord? Hey girl, I'm Nancy Adamson, wife, mom, and Grammy to seven sweet babies, Christian mentor, Bible teacher, speaker, and women's ministry leader. I see you and I get you because I've been there, and I'm here to share with you what God has taught me on how to have a loving biblical marriage and what the true meaning of being a submissive wife really looks like. We'll also chat about how to find wisdom and truth for life's challenging questions in His Word, how to apply God's truth to our lives, and to put the cares and concerns that are on your heart safely in the Father's hands. So if you're ready to learn how to live out your faith every day and follow the amazing plan that God has for your marriage, grab your coffee, pull up a chair next to mine, and let's get started. So I have a confession to make. I have put off doing an episode on this particular topic for a while now. Divorce is not an easy topic. God's word and what he says and his commandments on it are not easy. However, with that, we know that they are clear. We know that with God's power, he can see us through. We know what his will is for our marriages which helps us to be able to make the right choices. But ladies, just know that I understand that what I'm going to tell you today is not necessarily necessarily going to be easy to hear, but it is the truth. And I don't want you to be deceived by the enemy who will give you a half truth and lead you astray and lead you down a path that God does not want you to go. So with that, let's get into it. Our society has made divorce um, an everyday thing, something almost as common as buying a car or taking a vacation. We have prenups in case things don't work out, or couples who set up separate accounts and have their own separate credit cards in case that, you know, they need to protect themselves if their relationship turns ugly. People get divorced for a variety of reasons, everything from infidelity to he won't clean up after himself or he won't take out the trash. Even Christians have gotten in on it, saying things like, God is a God of love and he wants me to be happy. He wouldn't want me to be struggling or to be sad and hurt in this marriage. So it's okay if I leave my husband. Or I've been praying and I think that God is leading me to get a divorce. 
some women feel that, well, maybe they married the wrong man. That because they didn't seek God in who they should have married before they got married, or maybe the man that they married is not the believer or the Godhead of his family the way that they thought that they would be, that they should end this marriage and then seek God for the next person that they should marry. And of course, like I said before, we have the enemy who is feeding us lies about God's view on marriage and divorce and how things are different today than they were in Bible times. And so we don't need to necessarily follow what God's word says, but that is such a lie. God's word is very clear on this subject. And what we, what we read in scripture, what was written in the biblical times, what God tells us is still as true today as it was when he wrote it. His word doesn't change. His plan for marriage doesn't change. And so it is something clear that we can follow. So with that, what does the Bible say about divorce? Well, first and foremost, plain and simple, God hates it. Like he literally says he hates it. In Malachi 2.16, it says, For the Lord God of Israel says that he hates divorce, for it covers one garments with violence, says the Lord of hosts. Therefore, take heed to your spirit that you do not deal treacherously. Because God hates divorce, he is not going to leave you to leave your husband for any reason other than what we're going to discuss today with infidelity. But he's not going to lead you to lead your husband, to lead you to do something that he hates. In Matthew 19, 3 through 6, Jesus teaches us this. The Pharisees also came to him, testing him and saying to him, Is it lawful for a man to divorce his wife just for any reason? And he answered and said to them, Have you not read that he who made them at the beginning made them male and female and said, For this reason a man shall leave his father and mother and be joined to his wife, and the two shall become one flesh? So then they are no longer two but one flesh. Therefore what God has joined together let no man separate. So Moses gave this law of divorce. If the husband had found some kind of uncleanness or some indecency in her, but the religious leaders at that time had changed it and they had made it to where a man could give his wife a certificate of divorce for any reason that he wanted to. Maybe she doesn't look good to him anymore. Maybe she doesn't cook well, you know, whatever it was. They had changed God's law to make it to where a man could divorce his wife for whatever reason. But Jesus says that the husband and wife are now one flesh. Therefore, what God has put together, let no man separate. So notice too that there are no parameters here. It's not if God has put them together, let no man separate, or if two believers are together, let no man separate but that the husband and the wife become one flesh and what God has joined, we are not to divide. In Matthew 5, 31 through 32, Jesus also teaches us and he tells us this, furthermore, it has been said, whoever divorces his wife, let him give her a certificate of divorce. But I say to you that whoever divorces his wife for any reason, except sexual immorality, causes her to commit adultery. And whoever marries a woman who is divorced commits adultery. In this, we find some very clear directives regarding divorce. Unless your divorce is due to sexual immorality, unless it's due to adultery, then when you divorce your spouse, 
you are causing them to commit adultery. And if you marry someone who has been previously married, then you are committing adultery. And I'm sure some of you are thinking right now, okay, wait a minute, because I've been divorced and remarried, or maybe your husband has had a previous marriage and it wasn't due to an affair. So now what? Like, are we in sin? What what do we do now? And the answer is to repent, to ask for forgiveness and to move on. You can't go back and change the past and leaving your marriage now is not going to make it any better. That's just adding to your sin. So move forward from here with the forgiveness of Jesus and just follow what God's word says for the marriage that you have now. So what is God's design for marriage? Well, one, we've already looked at the fact that the two become one flesh, that you become one in your relationship, working together and not against each other. It's not his and hers or mine and yours, but it's ours. Everything is ours that you put each other before yourself, looking out for one another, caring for each other, that your priorities are God and then your husband and then your children and then everything else. And then also that this is a permanent commitment only separated by the death of a spouse. In 1 Corinthians 7, 10 through 11, we read, Now to the married I command you, not I, but the Lord. A wife is not to depart from her husband, but even if she does depart, Let her remain unmarried or be reconciled to her husband, and a husband is not to divorce his wife. We are to make the choice to be permanently committed to our husbands, with no thoughts of leaving, no thoughts of divorce when things get difficult, but always having the attitude that we are going to work things out. We're going to get through these storms together and that we're going to make a choice every day to love our husbands, whether we feel like it or not. So then you may ask, what if my husband's not a believer? Like maybe you married a a non-believer or you realized that he wasn't a believer after you were married or you became a believer after you were married. Well, 2 Corinthians 6.14 does tell us to not be unequally yoked together with unbelievers. For what fellowship has righteousness with lawlessness and what communion has light with darkness? So to be unequally yoked is to be married to someone who is not a believer, not a follower of Christ. No matter how nice they are, no matter how much they love you, at some point it does become a problem because they are of the world and you are not. We also can't marry someone with the thought of changing them and thinking that we're going to change them for God at some point. I realize that most of you are past this point and you may find yourself married to somebody who is not following Christ. And this happens for a variety of reasons, like I mentioned. Whatever the case is, God does give us clear direction in this and in this as well. In 1 Corinthians 7, 12 through 14, it says this, But to the rest, I, not the Lord, say, If any brother has a wife who does not believe and she is willing to live with him, let him not divorce her. And a woman who has a husband who does not believe, if he is willing to live with her, let her not divorce him. The unbelieving husband is sanctified by the wife, and the unbelieving wife is sanctified by the husband. Otherwise, your children would be unclean, but now they are holy. So we are not to divorce our spouse because we realize that they're not the same faith as us or because they have walked away from God. If you are married to an unbeliever, then you are to stay married to him for as long as he wants to be with you. If you have a husband who seemed totally faithful 
and a Christian and into God when you married him, and now he seems to be walking away or struggling with that, then we are to stay married to them. And I know that this may be really hard to hear because this kind of relationship is difficult, but let me encourage you with this. In 1 Peter 3, 1 and 2, we are told, wives, likewise, be submissive to your own husbands, that even if some do not obey the word, they without a word may be won by the conduct of their wives when they observe your chaste conduct accompanied by fear. Ladies, if you're married to a man who is not saved, you should not be looking to leave him, but to pray for him and to show him Christ's love by your submissiveness and your love for him and the respect that you have for him. Jesus did this by dying on the cross for us while we were still sinners. We are to do the same for our husbands and not expect them to love us and to act like Christians when they're not. This is why it's so important that you continue to learn and to follow biblical principles of God's word and be that example of Christ to your husband and to your children. This speaks volumes to your husband so much more than you could ever say with words. And know too that God sees you. He is well aware of the situation that you are in, the concerns that you have, the mistrust that you may feel. Seek him daily. You are his child and he will protect you and guide you. God is aware of every leaf that falls from the tree and every tear that falls from your eyes. Trust him and seek comfort, strength, and guidance from him. There are two instances where God does permit divorce. The first one being marital unfaithfulness. In Matthew 5, 31 and 32, we read, Furthermore, it has been said, Whoever divorces his wife, let him give her a certificate of divorce. But I say to you that whoever divorces his wife for any reason except sexual immorality causes her to commit adultery. And whoever marries a woman who is divorced commits adultery. And this is what we read earlier. But this is pretty clear, ladies, and it is fairly well known that God permits divorce if a spouse has been unfaithful. But with that, let me say this. God has put many marriages back together after a spouse has committed adultery. He has the ability to heal the pain, to cause that trust to be rebuilt again. So if this happens in your marriage, please don't think that it's automatically a divorce situation. And that's what you have to do. Because with God, all things are possible. He can and will help you put your marriage back together, even if it looks like it's impossible. The second instance is abandonment by an unbelieving spouse. For direction in this, we go to 1 Corinthians seven fifteen through 16. But if a believer departs, let him depart. A brother or a sister is not under bondage in such cases. But God has called us to peace. For how do you know, O wife, whether you will save your husband? Or how do you know, O husband, whether you will save your wife? So if you are married to an unbeliever and they want to leave the marriage, you are free from that. You cannot make them stay in the marriage. And oftentimes in these cases, a husband will find someone else to be with, therefore committing adultery. And then you are free to marry again if you so choose. And some may be asking, what about the case of abuse? If your husband is physically abusive, that is a sin. It's not your fault. You didn't make him do it. And you are not called to stay in the home. 
Separate from him. Take your kids with you and contact the police. Go to friends. Go to a local women's shelter, your church. Seek help from wherever you can. But ladies, you are not called to stay in that situation. I have heard of some church leaders who will not step up and, you know, help and to take in somebody that needs help in this or make light of the situation. And I encourage you then to find a different church and find people that will help you in this. We are not given a directive to divorce in this case. However, however, the same with abandonment, oftentimes this leads to a situation where divorce is permitted. One thing else that I want to point out is that God can change the most hardened heart and heal your marriage. You may be in a difficult situation where every day is a challenge. Your husband doesn't love and cherish you like is described in scripture. His heart is hardened towards you or maybe towards God, and he's not the godly husband that you would want him to be. You may even be thinking, but you don't understand, like, I just can't take this anymore. I cannot do this for one more day. But know this, I've been there. There was a time in my marriage when I thought divorce was the answer, when the hurt was so deep and there seemed to be no hope of us staying together. I couldn't see how it could ever work out, but God did. And during that time, I cried out to God. I poured out my heart to him all day, every day, and I prayed for his direction of what to do next what I should say next, what the next step should be, when I should stay quiet. I prayed for him to heal my heart and to work in my husband's heart. And you know what, ladies? He did. He guided me every step of the way and he changed my husband's heart and brought him back into fellowship with himself. Our God is a mighty God and he is powerful. He is the discerner of the heart. It is his will for you to stay with your husband, for your marriage to last and to be the beautiful, loving marriage that he designed for it to be. So don't give up, even if it seems that there's no hope, that the hurt is too bad, that there's no love left, or that you just can't do this for one more day. Keep fighting, keep praying, and seeking God for answers and directions. Pray for yourself, pray for your husband. Seek God in what he wants you to change, what he wants to change in you to become more like him. Pray for him to do a work in your husband's heart and what it is that he needs to change and that your husband will want to do that and want to become closer to Christ. Knowing and believing that with God, all things are possible. He did it for me and in my marriage, and he can certainly do it for you. Remember Ephesians 3.20. Now to him who is able to do exceedingly abundantly above all that we ask or think, according to the power that works in us. And ladies, one thing personally, and this is not from scripture, but just from me, myself, I do not recommend a separation. It's not a biblically-based principle. It's just my observation. Unless there is some kind of abuse, danger, sinful behavior that you're going to end up getting caught up in if you stay within the house, then separation may be your only option. And I understand that. But separation just because you're not getting along, I don't advise it. Yes, there may be times that you may need to spend a few hours away to think and to pray and to clear your heads, but to go and to stay someplace else from home, that can cause other problems. So one, it makes it more difficult to talk and to work things out if you're not living together. 
This also just opens a huge door for the enemy to give you both thoughts of enmity and discontentment towards one another and further dividing your marriage. It allows for time alone for either you or your husband to be tempted into adultery. It makes reconciliation that much more difficult because now you have to make the decision as to when to move back in or when to allow your husband to move back in. And that's just another obstacle that you have to to come over. It may start out as a short time separation, but what tends to happen is that time passes quickly. And before you know it, you have been apart for a while. You have gotten used to being apart and it just makes it that much harder to be committed to your marriage and to come back together again. So if you are considering having a separation from your husband, leaving for even a short time, unless it is for your safety or for your children's safety, then I, I just really would ask that you would just stop and to pray and to ask God's direction on this because it really can lead down a road that you don't want to take and make things a lot more difficult in keeping your marriage together. So one of the things that I learned in doing this episode and researching for it is that the most common reason for a marriage ending in divorce is lack of commitment. It's said that 75% of divorces happen for this reason. So then how do we keep this commitment? Well, first, as believers, by continuing to pursue Christ and his biblical principles for our lives, by learning his word, writing it on our hearts, living it out daily, and allowing God to direct our paths. In Joshua 1.8, we read, The book of the law shall not depart from your mouth, but you shall meditate in it day and night, that you may observe to do according to all that is written in it. For then you will make your way prosperous, and then you will have good success. I look at the word of God as my guide for all of life, for what my marriage is supposed to look like, for what kind of wife I'm to be, what kind of mom that I am to be. I look to God when I am struggling with a relationship, when I'm struggling with my finances, or I'm hurt and grieving over something. This is my guide for all areas of my life, and it has never let me down. God's word has never steered me in the wrong direction, and I have never been sorry by following the biblical principles that are written in it. Ladies, I am a testimony to this, and I encourage you to do the same. In Psalms 46.1, it says, God is our refuge and strength, a very present help in trouble. So no matter what the season that your marriage is in right now, whether it's going smoothly, whether maybe it's a little bit bumpy or you're afraid that it's over, God is our refuge. He is our strength. He is the one that can keep us going and to have us persevere and to see it through. He wants your marriage to succeed. He wants you to continue fighting, to lean on him and to be dependent on him to help you in this. Go to him, seek his face, lay your burdens at his feet and allow him to help you and direct your path. Another thing that will help us in keeping our commitment is binding our marriage commitment on our hearts, making the determination that divorce is not an option. So when my two older kids were not quite teenagers, they used to do this thing when they were mad at me. It drove me nuts. But what they would do when they were mad at me is they would go hide somewhere and pretend like they ran away. And then I would have to go find them. Oh, what's wrong? Oh, da, 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 da. And you know what? 
I, I had, I'd had enough of it at one point. And I brought all my kids into the room and said, okay, this is what we're going to do. When you have a problem, when you don't like something, you're not going to pretend that you've run away. You're not going to leave. You're none of this kind of stuff is going to go on, but we're going to talk about it and we're going to work it out. And we are committed to that. I am committed to you as your mom and you need to be committed to this family as well as sticking around and dealing with it with whatever happens and figuring it out. And we need to have that same kind of thought process in our marriages. No talk or threats of divorce, no talk or threats of leaving or separation, none of it. Marriage is a covenant. It's a lifelong promise to have and to hold from this day forward for better, for worse, for richer, for poorer, in sickness and in health until God separates you by death. This is the commitment that you made on your wedding day and it is not to be broken. Bind it on your heart, making it that the commitment that both of you have in your heart and both of you have a mindset that you will not break it, that it is not an option. Strengthen it by loving your husband with grace and mercy, by being the submissive wife that God has called you to be and in showing your husband respect, whether you think he deserves it or not. Remove anything in your heart that causes division between you and your husband or brings enmity towards him. Any thoughts or actions that hurt your relationship, replace them with love and tender mercy towards him, showing him daily that you love him and that you are committed to him forever. And sometimes, ladies, we just need to voice this. We just need to tell our husbands, I love you and I'm committed to you. I'm mad at you right now. I don't like what you did, but I love you and I'm committed to you. If this is difficult for you right now, then seek God's help in this. Ask him to change your heart towards your husband and choose to show love to him, whether you feel like it or not. And trust me, ladies, if you're doing this out of your commitment to God, out of your commitment to your marriage, but it's you're not feeling it in your heart right now, that's okay. Continue to do it because God will change your heart in this. Ladies, we serve a mighty God that is faithful. He gives us clear direction on our marriages. I read you all kinds of scriptures today that gave you clear direction on the right path to take and to just get rid of those lies from the enemy and where he will try to lead you astray and tell you that it's okay to separate. It's okay to leave. It's okay to divorce because of your particular situation. Go to God's word, seek his biblical principles and trust him for the outcome. He is a mighty God who loves you. Have a blessed day, ladies. Thank you so much for listening today. I pray that God has used this episode to bless and inspire you to live out your faith in Him. If it has, please do me a huge favor by leaving a review on Apple Podcasts. This is the only way that I know if you like the show and you will be helping others to find this podcast and be lifted up by the Word of God. Is there someone who came to mind while you were listening today and you said, Ooh, she needs to hear this. Well, then send her the link so she can be encouraged too. 
Are you in the Dallas area and looking for a fresh new speaker to add excitement to your next luncheon, women's retreat, or other women's event? Then drop me a note at nancy at faithlivedout.com and let's chat about it. That's nancy, N-A-N-C-I, at faithlivedout.com. I would love to come and meet with you and the ladies in your group. You're also welcome to visit the website at faithlivedout.com for more information, blog posts, journaling ideas, and free printables. Or become a part of our little community of believers by joining the Faith Lived Out community group on Facebook, where you can join together with other faith-led wives and moms just like you. Links to these areas and the scripture references used in today's episode are in the show notes. Ladies, thank you again for listening today. And know that I am praying for God to be with you as you learn to trust in Him more and to live out your faith every day. God bless you and see you on the next episode.